This is the S&S Podcast. I'm your host, RP3, and today we're discussing a topic that I feel is important in today's day and time where so many people are looking towards the future. They want to know their future, but they're not going to the right places. Divination is something forbidden in our faith. It's something we're told to stay away from, talking to familiar spirits, reading into the future, reading palms, things of that sort. So stick around and we will discuss. I've got a very good episode for you guys today. We're going to discuss a a few key points in divination, its history, and where it comes from. See you soon. This is the S&S Podcast, hosted by RP3. A show that dives into the realms of mindset, truth, and faith. A unique blend of a chill and energetic style will guide you through inspiring discussions on a search for truth, developing a successful mindset, and exploring the faith. Join in as we explore the dynamics to nurture a resilient mind and navigate the landscape of truth and explore faith in our lives. Whether you are seeking a dose of positivity or a common truth, the S&S Podcast is here to accompany you on your journey to empowerment and enlightenment. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. And remember, the only limit is yourself. Welcome back, SNS crew. Glad to have you. Glad you tuned in. So as we said, today we're speaking about divination. And uh, I'd like to start off with a verse from the scriptures. One of the very first verses that we hear the father telling Israel that uh, one of the things he does not want to do when they enter into the land in which he promised to their fathers. So coming from the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we are going to start at Deuteronomy 18, chapter 18, verse 10 to 11. And it says here, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. So, like I said, I've got a pretty good uh, episode written out for you guys. Excuse me if I look away. Just trying to stay on topic. I have my notes here. So as a Christian, we are in relationship with the Father, with the Messiah. We are to seek him for all of our questions, for where we are to be guided into the future, questions about our lives. These he will give us through revelation. And how do you gain that revelation? You gain it by gaining relationship with the Father. You read his word. That is the best way to hear him, to hear his voice. He will also speak to you through other people. Now, (laughs) not in the form of talking to familiar spirits or things like that. He's going to speak to you through other people. So you may have a question and you may need uh, a question answered by him or you may have something on your mind. You know, and uh, later throughout the day, you have a conversation with your close friend or your parent or something like that. And they just, you know, throughout your conversation, you get that question answered. So he speaks to us through many different ways. okay? ways that are righteous through and and, and approved, per se, by the father. okay? again, studying your word, reading your word is the best way to hear the voice of God. 
in today's day and age. I am not personally saying that he does not speak audibly to anyone or he manifests himself to anyone in some way, shape, or form. Um, I can't really, uh, I'm not going to deny that uh, experience from anyone who says they have heard from God audibly. I personally haven't, to my knowledge, but the best way to hear the Father, again, is through studying his word, reading his scriptures, because they all are of God, written through men, but they are, the, the, the Bible, God's word, is inspired by God, and it was written by men. A lot of people like to take that argument as an argument against our faith, you know, oh, it was written by a bunch of men. I mean, we can go that route, but you, you read an instruction manual, don't you? That was written by men. You know, there's plenty of things written by men that people die by, you know. So I choose to stand by the faith. I'll die for the Father any day, any time, any place. So when you start seeking out false gods and other idols for answers, and um, you're, you're bringing yourself into error with the Father, okay, because he specifically told us not to do such a thing. So you are not to seek out false gods and false idols. You know, you're not to go and speak to mediums and things like that, which we're going to get to here uh, in just a moment. Now, you have to understand, OK, witches, warlocks, enchanters, wizards, palm readers. These people are in no way, shape or form involved with the Messiah, with Christ. They are not involved with God, with Yahweh. They, they may tell you they believe in God, but you have to remember there's one almighty, all-knowing God, and there's a bunch of little gods. These are idols that people worship and place on pedestals, such as Israel. During the Exodus, when Moses was up in the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments from God, they decided and asked Aaron, hey, Make us a God. So Aaron told them, give me the gold from your earrings, the gold from everything you took with you. And he melted and formed it into a golden calf. And then Israel said, this is our God whom we shall worship. And we all know on that fateful day, thousands of men fell when because God told Moses, look at what these people are doing. Go down and stop this pretty much. And now and I'll, I'm para, para, paraphrasing here, so don't. <laughs> You, 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 you extreme uh, uh, critics out there. But he said, go down and look what these people are doing. And that's when Moses went down and saw what Israel had done. And he broke the original tablets. Right. And a great shaking came and, and the, the ground split. And thousands of men and men, thousands of Israelites fell that day. OK. To disobedience through God. So when you get involved with these things, just remember you're disobeying God's command. You're disobeying what he told you specifically not to do, okay? Now, again, these people, uh, witches, enchanters, enchanters, palm readers, warlocks, these people are just because someone wears a cross doesn't mean they're a Christian and following Christ. Just because I put on, you know, I, I, I put on a, a, an astronaut's helmet and costume, doesn't mean I'm an astronaut. So don't fall for these things. You have to be in relationship with the father. You have to know his word. You have to study his word. So when you do come across these people that are false claiming, okay, to be Christians, you can 
test their spirit. Okay. You can call them out on these things. Now, these people are in fact, are, are in fact in total opposition to Christ. No matter how much they tell you they are Christian or love Jesus or love God, they, they, they simply don't. Okay. Now, if they did, they wouldn't be doing what they are doing. Okay. Because if they were true followers of the word, they would not be practicing these things. Again, we're going to get into that. Uh, it's talking to familiar spirits and things like that. So I also want you to remember that when it comes to mediums and people who tell you, oh, I can talk to a loved one for you, a, uh, someone who passed away. One, you should not be seeking out any conversation with someone who's dead. Simply. You shouldn't you should not be simp- you should not be trying to converse with someone who's dead, because in the scriptures, in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse five, it says, for the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not a thing, neither have they any more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. OK, that's Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse five. So when you go and talk to one of these enchanters or mediums and you say, oh, you know, I lost my loved one. I, I just want to know they're OK. I want to hear from them. And they tell you, yeah, I'll go ahead and contact them for you right now. Let me go ahead and I got them on speed now. Stop. OK, stop it, because you are not to be speaking to familiar spirits, which are demonic spirits. OK. If you want to know how a loved one is doing, you can righteously judge their life from what you know and their walk with Christ. By knowing the word, you can say, hmm, well, even then you can't say anything because the final, the author and the finisher has the final say. Okay, the alpha and the omega has the final say in all of our lives. Was that person saved? Have they received salvation? Do they believe in the blood of Jesus? Do they believe on his name? If they did, then they shall surely have salvation. As according to Romans, uh, you know, there's a verse in Romans that we can go to, but that's for another topic for another day. Simply put, do not converse with these palm readers, with these mediums who tell you they can see, uh, they can speak to, to the dead. Remember, the dead know not a thing. What does that mean? That means the dead don't even know they're dead, okay? So they can't come and, and, and be summoned to, unto you and from, from some other realm through someone else who claims that they can uh, speak, to, speak to them for you. And please be aware, again, that these are demonic spirits. You are not talking to the dead. You're talking to a demonic spirit. You have to remember also, Satan knows the Bible better than any one of us that are alive. That's how he uses it against you. That's how he uses scripture against you to persuade you and, de- and deceive you into believing something that you're not supposed to be even doing. Supposed to even be even doing. You got what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. So. Let's see where we at, where we at, where we at, where we at. Okay. So, yeah, remember the dead know not a thing. This means they are dead. They don't even know that they're dead. Okay. They don't know who you are anymore. Because remember, what does Ecclesiastes say? Neither have they any more reward 
for their memory is forgotten. They don't have any memory anymore. They don't know. They don't know nothing. They just out. They just chilling in that chilling. I don't know what what they just doing. They doing what did what the dead do. All right. So don't go looking for your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your mom, your dad, and thinking that you you've spoken to them through some medium who says they have these special powers to be able to talk to the dead. They don't. They're talking to a, de- a demon, and you're opening yourself up to that realm and to that communication through a demonic spirit, which then, in turn, opens yourself up to a de- demonic oppression, or possibly even possession, Okay. So let's stay away from that. Okay, so yeah, we went over the familiar spirits. Familiar spirits are, again, demonic beings, demonic entities. Okay, now, if you ever get a visit from a loved one in a dream, or, you know, you have, you're, you're dreaming or you, you think you have a vision from a loved one that speaks with you, and they're trying to soothe you over, please remember that this vision or dream that you're having is demonic in its totality okay the dead are not going to visit you in your dreams they're not going to come talk to you they're not going to come and say hey next week when you take that exit exit make a left instead of a right or they're not going to say hey you know when you wake up in the morning you need to do this instead of that they're not going to do that it's a demonic entity trying to sway you and soothe you into doing something, into into trying to take you away from the faith and away from what you should be doing, which is seeking the Father. Father, order my steps in your word. Lead me. Guide me every day. Okay? That's who you should be speaking to guide you and lead you through this world, through this life. Now, how do you fight that demon that's trying to soothe you in a vision or dream? You use the name of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. You fight that demon through prayer. You rebuke it. You bind it in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus. You order it. The the Bible says that the devil has to flee from you if you do not entertain him. Again, people, I'm paraphrasing. But if you do not entertain the devil, he has to flee. Not he might or he may or he'll think of He has to flee from you. So do not entertain these demonic spirits. Use the power of prayer. Use simply the name Jesus. Okay? Jesus. I have had probably five, six, maybe seven times what the old folks, when I say old folks, I'm talking about my grandparents who are no longer here. They would call this or they would say it's a witch riding you, meaning so not meaning okay so that's what the old folks would call it modern day scientists call it sleep paralysis now i know i'm not gonna say i think i know the spiritual world is real because each sleep paralysis episode i've had which is not sleep paralysis it's literally a demonic attack from the spiritual realm okay now for those of you who don't know i'll actually make an episode and further in depth about this later on but a witch riding you is pretty much you when you're sleeping, okay, you physically, you can't move, you can't speak. There's nothing you can do, but there's this force over you. And for me personally, 
every time I've had it, it's been such a dark demonic force trying to have spiritual warfare against my soul. Okay. Again, we'll get into that in another episode. But it's happened to me on an occasion of times, about seven. The last two times it happened, um, the second to last, I woke my wife up because I was it was so heavy in my spirit, my soul, fighting this thing, using the name of Jesus. And she said I woke her up. So I was like, nah, no way. Like, nah. I told her, okay, I said, if it happens again, record it. And I kid you not, the next night, the next night. Sorry, the next night. As I'm getting ready to lay down, well, I'm already laying down. As I'm getting ready to close my eyes and go to sleep, something came over me and I felt it. And I said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen tonight. The minute I closed my eyes, I was immediately, my spirit taken, just went into this other realm, per se. And what was going on, I was looking up. But as I looked up, it was space just darkness and stars and what made me look up is because i felt something around my head going in a circle going in a circle i felt and i looked up and it grasped my attention this is why you have to be strong in the spirit people you have to be strong in the faith in the spirit and in prayer because that was that demonic force that demonic entity trying to take my eyes or trying to take uh get me to to look Okay, so it can engage and it's right. So I can open up that door to it. So the second I looked up, whatever that was spinning, like that, in the blink of an eye, shot down to me and immediately started attacking me, attacking me. And this time, this was the last time it's happened so far. This thing was a powerful, powerful demon. To the point I remember. And my wife, again, she recorded it. And I, I listened to it the next day. And you can hear, not audibly speaking as I am now, because you have to remember, you're asleep. You're in a state of paralysis, per se. And I say that because when your body goes to rest, it goes to rest, all right? But you can hear me in the name of Jesus. But in such, obviously, my mouth isn't moving like this, how it's moving. I was moving because I was sleeping, but in the name of Jesus, it was such an intense fight. You can hear it in this video, in the name of Jesus. I remember when this happened that it was such a strong demonic force. It was trying to get me to pretty much curse the father, to curse his name. That's how in my spirit, that's what I felt. Like the the strongest attack I've ever felt. And pretty much to the point, I cry, Father, you say you will not forsake me. Why? Why are you leaving me? Why are you not here to help me? That is how strong this this attack was. And I tell you, people, it's nothing to play with, okay? But back more to topic. Remember, the dead know not a thing. So that spirit that is trying to communicate with you is a demonic spirit. It's a demonic presence. Your loved ones that are past will not, um, sorry, they will not, i trying to get my camera focused. They will not come and speak to you. They don't know they're dead. They can't come and speak to you, okay? So that leads us into uh, our next topic, which is going to be a very short discussion. But, 
horoscopes. Hey, I'm guilty. Guilty. Guilty of it. I said, oh, I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Oh, man, that reading the horoscopes. Man, that, that speaks about me so much. So much. It doesn't. It doesn't. Horoscopes is a form of divination, okay? Now, one thing we have to, to know about horoscopes and the stars. The father said, I will give you, I give you the stars as a sign for seasons. So you can know what season is coming. So you can know what's happening, okay, as far as the times of the ages, okay? That's and he's still even then he has not given the stars any authority, meaning they cannot speak over your life. They cannot determine your future. They cannot determine your life. The only thing we have the stars for are for signs of seasons. Okay, signs at the time. So we can look and say, okay, that's how the Magi, the three Magi, the three wise men were able to find Yeshua on the day of his birth. Because they saw the star over Bethlehem and they traveled towards that star. And that's where they found Yeshua in the manger. That's kind of compressed. The story compressed. If you want to know more about that story, then pick this up. Pick that up right there. The King James, I read, a lot of people read because it is the most accurate translation. There are tons of Bibles. I was intimidated by the King James at first because the thou's and the they's and the these and ye and yay. And it's like, what the? But what I tell you, I understand what I'm reading now. Not all the time, not immediately understand, okay? But I. Pray and ask the Father to guide me through my through the scriptures when I when I do read. I try to read every day. Try. I'm not perfect. I don't read every day. I didn't read yet today. I'm gonna try to read today. But when I do, before I do, every time before I pray, before I read, I pray and ask the Father to lead me, to guide me, to reveal to me through his timing what I am reading in the scriptures and studying. I don't just read. I when I do go through and read. I do maybe two to three chapters a day, but I have the uh, Blue Letter Bible open, which I recommend. The Blue Letter Bible is filled with uh, a lot of tools to help you understand more. You can get the uh, original Hebrew meanings from the Old Testament. You can get actually you can actually see it written in Hebrew and broken down word for word what's going what's being said. And then in the New Testament, you get the Greek. You can get text commentaries if you uh, like to read the commentaries or I would recommend like Matthew Henry. He's one of the um, I read his commentaries through sometimes when I'm studying. If I come across something, I'm stumbling a little. I need a little bit further understanding. I'll read like the Matthew Henry commentaries. There's there's a bunch of tools out there, but I read the King James. This is a King James study Bible here. So, I mean. You got every chapter, you've got a concordance, you've got an index, you've got maps. And then at the end, per se, oh, and in, in the beginning, you also have an introduction to the uh, book that you're reading. Because you got to remember, the Bible is not a book. The Bible is a collection of 66 books, okay? Um, so you get the authorship, you get the historical setting, time frame, the authorship of it again. I, I think I said that. And then you get broken down in an outline of the book that you're reading. And then, so underneath the scripture, you have commentaries that help you understand better. 
And in the center, you have a bunch of cross references. This is a great uh, study Bible. I bought one for myself and my wife. I got it on Amazon, about 60 bucks. This is the, uh, if you want to know who made this, and we'll get right back on topic. This is the Thomas Nelson version. I'll, I don't know if you guys can see right there. I'll put it in text on the bottom. Thomas Nelson, the King James uh, Study Bible, full color edition. Very, 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 very happy with that purchase. It's about 60 bucks per book, but it's very well worth it. Sorry, what the heck was that? Sorry, this camera ain't focusing, man. There we go. All right. So, horoscopes. God has not given authority to the stars or to astrology. Okay, when I say authority, I'm talking about over your life. They have no power to tell you about your character or your future or anything like that. What you are simply doing with the horoscope is giving power to the demonic to determine who you are and who you will be. Okay, I know it sounds all good and sounds like, oh, this is speaking so much about me. This, you know, this horoscope, how do they know? Well, how do they know? It's demonic. Okay, instead of looking to a to a horoscope a sign which is very um pagan per se which we're going to get into right now um you should be looking to god to transform you look into god to tell you who you are and who he wants you to be look to him to develop your character because only he will develop you your character into the most righteous that it can be so here we have an excerpt from uh, some studies that I found to put in to put in the Babylonians. OK, started the Zodiac signs and they were mostly mythological creatures. Such as the bull of Anu, which is actually known as Taurus now. Whom was supposed to have been sent from the goddess Ishtar. OK, so you have the bull of Anu, which is known as Taurus, whom was supposed to have been sent by the goddess Ishtar. Now, at this point, we should all know about Ishtar, Samaramis, Tammuz, these ancient Babylonians that people worship as gods. If you want to learn about that, you can actually uh, study your study your word. And 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 uh, and there's there's tons of information online that you can learn about this. So all in all, stop calling yourself a Pisces, a Taurus or even a Cancer. You got to remember, the father said that there is power in the tongue. So you walk around calling yourself a cancer. I'm a cancer. What do you think you're going to be to people, to yourself? You're going to be a disease to yourself. You're going to be a sickness to yourself. You're going to be a sickness to everybody else. You're not a cancer. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? And uh, glad I said that because, look, as we see here, you are not a mythological creature, okay? You are as Psalms 139, chapter uh, 14 says, or sorry, verse 14, chapter 139, verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that, and that my soul knoweth right well, okay? You are fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made in the sight, of the, in, in, the, in the image, in the sight, sight of the Lord. Okay, stop walking around calling yourself a Cancer, a Taurus, a Pisces, a Virgo, or this or that. 
These are all mythological creatures and beasts. Little G gods that were worshipped by people that couldn't do anything for them. And lastly, we're going to get into omens, which is telling of the future. Okay, so ancient societies such as the Babylonians, Egyptians, Aryans, they believed omens were messages from the gods, from their uh, bull of Anus and Semiramis and things like that. They believed they were messages from the gods. Well, I'll tell you now, if you're a Christian, that uh, this should be the first red flag because we believe in one God, not gods. Okay, we believe in one God, big G God, Yahweh. That's what we believe in. One God. Okay. Um, now these people were into things that were not of God, such as the Babylonians. And this is where we get uh, from Deuteronomy. Do not let your children pass through the fire. Okay. These people would sacrifice their children to Molech or Molech, 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 whatever you want to say. Molech was a statue, I believe, of it was like a goat, something with hands. And they would and it was a furnace. It was pretty much heated up from inside of the statue, heated up to an obscene, unimaginable temperatures. And these people would sacrifice their children to Molech, the false god. And they would do this sacrifice for for messages of the future, for gifts, for so for quote unquote so called blessings, for for financial gain, for this or that, they would sacrifice their children, burn them alive. Okay, that's where we get. Do not let your children pass through the fire. Okay, so we can get deeper into these things again. This was just a quick, you know, not quick. We're at about thirty minutes almost, and I don't want to go over that. But as Christians. As believers of Yeshua, okay, Jesus, believers in Yahweh, there are things that we're not supposed to get into. That's why my my family, I grew up participating and celebrating Halloween. We don't do that anymore. We're not doing it. My children will not be raised in one of the most demonic days. There's a uh, a guy by the name of John Ramirez. He's a former uh, warlock or witch or Satanist that has been set free by the most high God, Yahweh, by, by the blood of Yeshua, he's been set free from such a demonic realm. But he went to say that Alistair Crawley once said, he said, thank you, I'm paraphrasing, thank you Christians for allowing your children to, 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 celebrate, the, to celebrate Satan, to celebrate the devil. Now, if you don't know who Anton LaVey is or Alistair Crawley, these guys were, Satanists. I believe Alistair Crawley started the, no, Anton LaVey started the Church of Satan. Alistair Crawley came before him, whereas, whereas, which is where you get the do what thou wilt and all that stuff. Um, these guys were Satanists. They practiced dark magic, witch, uh, uh, witchery, whatever you want to call it, and, and sacrifices, human sacrifices and things like that. This is what they practiced for their false god, Satan. Okay? So, Again, all in all, read your scripture, read your word. Get out of these demonic things. Get out of going to see palm readers, the little crystals and 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 chakras and all that. None of that is spoken of in the word. All you need is the word. And I'm living proof that Father the Father does does 
what he says he will. Now, if all you're looking for is financial gain through life, then I can tell you don't. If that's all you're going to come to Christianity for or if that's what you're so-called believing in now, all these prosperity preachers and things like that, then you're doing yourself a disservice. The father never said that there won't be pain. There won't be disease. There won't be things in your life that you have to battle and overcome. You will go through tribulation. You will go through tough times, but the father will deliver you from that. And in the end, in that day of judgment, that that great, the great day of the Lord, when he comes and returns and the dead in Christ arise first and we who are left remain and come after and meet him in the sky and you receive your glorified body, then you will be able to, then you will not have any sickness. Then you will no longer thirst. You will no longer hunger. You will no longer have any pain. But you must stay faithful and true to him while you're here in this world. And that means not, not participating in things of the demonic realm, not opening yourself up to demonic presences, but open yourself up to the Father, to the one who can cleanse you, the one who can heal you, the one who can redeem you, who has redeemed you by his blood. Believe in the blood of Jesus. Believe that his blood that was shed for our sins has 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 paid the final the has paid the judgment, has paid the final say, has paid the the ultimate cost for your sins and your transgressions against the one and only God. And believe on his name and believe that he died and rose again 3 days later and you will receive your salvation. There's no sinner's prayer that is not biblical teaching. So if you have said a sinner's prayer and think you are saved, you are not. Please read the scriptures. You must believe in the blood of Jesus. Believe on his name. Be baptized and be saved. And with that, I close out and I pray that you all receive this message with good faith and good faith. I pray that the Lord bless you and his grace be upon you. Until then, until next time, I'm RP3 with the SNS Podcast, and I am out.